Hello, welcome to Damien's front living room in Street in Somerset. And I do believe this is episode seven of the Mission Somerset podcast. And um, we're going to dive straight into it. So Jesus, we pray that you'll speak to us today. And I pray that maybe what you want to say to us is not what we're looking to hear, but it's actually what we need to hear. And uh, we pray that today this podcast will be helpful to people that want to hear and obey you and make disciples. Amen. Amen. Who's kicking us off? Um, yeah. yeah, so with the title of uh, this podcast is called um, Are you ma- Have I Lost My Mind? And uh, <laughs> a phrase by Damien just, just uh, about a minute ago. And, um, and it's about being uh, countercultural, going against the... Uh, the forces, the the current of our time, the programming of our time, and like Jesus, he he kept on uh, this walk, and he died to self. He died psychologically to self. He um, and what all the world wanted him to say, he didn't say. He 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 um, uh, aligned himself, synchronized him to the um, God and his prompting, and he said what God asked him to say. And he did the the work that God asked him to do, and in in that way he had completely died to self, and he lived a sacrificial life, and people spat at him, tried to stone him, and eventually they killed him, for just saying the truth, and that's what that's what we're gonna get. That's the flack that we get by saying the truth. But he had. Uh, Remarkably, by losing his, himself, his psychological self, the sacrificial, the life of this world, what this has to offer, and instead of coming to agreement with this world, he came to the agreement with the kingdom. And it says uh, in the Bible that his ways, God's ways, are higher than our ways, and um, and he had that mind. He, he had the mind of Christ, and we we all call on that. We pray. I just pray that we'd have that mind. And as you're listening, that you'd have the mind of Christ about um, pursuing those things that um, are um, that could take us out of our comfort zones and and help us to step into into the life force of Jesus Christ, because that's what He had. And um, we're going to talk to about uh, Mary and Martha, and this is a bit in Luke 10. It talks about uh, these two women uh, where Jesus goes to this house. Uh, and these two women had to choose two different things: one to make food, and one to listen to Jesus. Uh, and and it's uh, you know who are we? Which one are we? Which way? Which way do we decide? Do we listen to Jesus, uh, or um, run around making food and doing uh, all the things that uh, we feel we should do, which is customary uh, and traditional to do to. You know, feed the people that come to our houses. Yes, there, there ha- that has a place and a part. And uh, Mary chose to be at his feet, and and Jesus honoured and praised her, rather than Martha who was running around. And I may have got those two wrong, wrong around. But the one was obedient to what God wanted. And I think, and it's, it's that, um, and Jesus was that life force. He was he, when he he uh, died to self. There, there was a lot. He was like a, a spring, a water spring, a aquifer, a, a oozing, a fountain of life, and and she wanted it. Mary wanted it. She she felt it, sensed it, and and people would just um, drop to their knees 
uh, to want it to realise that they need to be sanctified by that refreshing uh, freshness of the living water. And um, so, uh, and, and I, I think that the, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me uh, lately. He's been trying to get me up in, early in the mornings, and, and it's like five o'clock in the morning that I'll I'll just be feeling God's presence, and I've been ignoring it, and but I've not been able to go back to sleep. And the other morning, I was just trying to ignore his his prompting to get up and pray and meditate and read God's word and, and just get into the spirit and be be refreshed. I kept ignoring it the weeks and he and his voice came from left field from just from nowhere and the voice said he said why are your feet on fire Jan and I thought what who who said that? It's a weird thing to say why are your feet on fire? And I realised it was, well, if we just stay still and we ignore God, we ignore God's prompting, the Holy Spirit's prompting, are, are we in danger of our feet being on fire? Our, ultimately, the fire means the fire of hell. Because there's a big call on us that, you know, when we've, we go so far with Jesus and we just say, we stand still, um... Then we go backwards, and something catches up with us, uh, and and it's you know it's about being disobedient, and and God was saying you know your feet are, are going to be are catching on fire, because there there is um, there is a hell, and we must you know have our, our you know when we put our, it says in the Bible if you put your your hand on the plow keep going forwards don't look behind. And the Holy Spirit was saying, you, you, you're looking behind, man, looking at past achievements. And I want you to, to push on. And I need you to get up and start praying early in the mornings at five o'clock in the morning. And that's when you start your day with me. So it was quite a challenge. And so this morning I was up. I got, I did get up. And um, not as early as uh, I wanted to, but much earlier than normal. So, uh, yeah, that was the sort of um, task that was thrown down in this, me this morning and uh, to, you know, get out of bed. And, and that's what gets me up. That's what got me up. And it was jumping out of my comfort zones. And um, what's, what's, I forgot, what's the name of this episode again? What we call Have it? you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and when was the last time that you asked yourself, seriously, have I lost my mind? Or, or am I doing what Jesus wants? I think I ask it all the time. Okay. And, uh, you know, with the, uh, because the God prunes back, and um, you know, there's so when He prunes back, there's there's a certain amount of He throws you into the dark, and you've got to have a bigger faith to try and get out of it. And there's darkness, and that's what that's. You know, have I lost my mind? Yes, that's what it feels like. And do I have faith? I have to reach out to get more faith to get out, come out of this darkness. Okay. Damien, when was the last time where you asked yourself, have I lost my mind or am I being Jesus? This morning. <laughs> yeah, good. Tell us about it. Well, probably you're aware by now. If you're not, you are now. I'm reading Kings, and 
Well, I'm just in chapter 11, which is quite funny because I was supposed to be in uh, chapter 12 or 13 and I'm not there. And I'm taking it just slowly. And this is what he says. He says, He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God, as the heart of David, his father, had been. He followed Ashtorted, the goddess of the Sidonians, Molech, and the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David, his father, did. And says so the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away. And I think this is the focus, chapter 11, verse 9. The Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. And this was one of the previous just we were having. That, um, well, he was building a house. For 13 years he's been a great character, put his head down, got, got on with it. But then somewhere on the way, not did he only build his temple and his palace. But something else happened. His heart turned away. So, uh, and heart doesn't think, you know? I was just thinking, heart doesn't think. It's not like it's got brain and potential thing. It's just a muscle. It's an organ. That's all it is. I think what it refers to mostly is about, you know, it what goes up in your mind. You know, if, if so Richard Wurmbrand, he had this um, church that he was raising in times of communism, right? And when he was raising this church in the times of communism, which in, was in, illegal... In Romania. In Romania, it was illegal. They were basically, you know... They, they sort of had the status to be open for public, only to be controlled, no other reason. So one Sunday morning, this guy comes in. The congregation was filled up with people. And what he does, he basically comes in with a gun and he says... Anyone who wants to basically lose their lives right now, stay here. But I give you one chance. Get out now. And I won't shoot you. And a lot of people have run out of the building. Did he actually have a gun in his hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was quite common in the times of uh, Ceausescu to basically own a gun. It would have been a revolver, a, an old sort of, you know, gun, I suppose. But... Um, so half of the church has run away and half of the church remained. And when half of the church remained, he took off his mask because he obviously had the mask on. Nobody could <laughs> recognize him. And then he said to those who was in there, he said, Brothers, now let us pray because truly it's only us now. And the reason he's done this is because he wanted to get all the spies out. Mm. That was the main reason. It was because the spies were coming into church to basically kill the Christians. So his idea was a very good idea. If yeah. he scares them out, then yeah. they'll run away. Because of so, guilt. Yeah. Well, whatever it was. Yeah. But uh, it just got me thinking that your strongest inclinations in your heart or your mind, those are the decisions that you take over and over and over. And I think that church would have done absolutely the same movement over and over, 100 out of 100 times, you know. No matter how many times that person would come with a gun in, that half of the church would always run out. 
and the other half would always remain in. So the question is, where is your strongest inclinations? Because I can tell you, if I look at your life, it will tell me who you really are. Mm. You know, if I look at Ben's life or if I look at Jan's life in the past two years of any of these guys' life, can I see God behind them? And everything they have done, is it godly work? Or is it career focus? Or what is it? Because when you look on someone's life, you can tell, okay, this man lives his life like this. And the reality is, you have not been put into this earth to career run yourself, but rather to God run yourself. And if you're failing into that, you really should re-question, have you lost your mind? Because this is for me is quite a serious thing. Mm. So I'll, I'll leave it with you. I don't know. That's good. Um, I'd like to share something. So, um, one of my friends sent me this um, Bible story in WhatsApp this morning. So, you know, that's why we've been thinking about it today. We read it with um, a man in a cafe this morning, didn't we, Jan? Yeah. And then we've read it in um, a house of peace after that with a couple of guys. And then we're talking about it now. And then we'll probably read it and discuss it and act on it again when we gather for church this evening. Um, but he sent me the message of Martha, uh, Martha and Mary, and it's in Luke 10, and I'm going to read it because it's very short. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So we've been thinking about that all day. And I, was, I went to bed last night asking myself that question. What's the question? Have, you lost Have I lost my mind? Okay, because there's a few circumstances where I've either lost my mind or I'm obeying Jesus. And if you don't have, if you don't have moments where you're asking that question increasingly, then I would suggest that there's, a, there's an issue with your faith. Because it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And it says you can't please God and be a friend of God if you're a friend of the world. So we're not, we're not basically saying that people should just act recklessly and do stupid things. We're not saying that at all. But what we are saying is that um, obeying Jesus and being a disciple will often lead you into situations that are at odds with what common sense or what the world would say. So I went to bed asking that question and I woke up to a message from my friend with these verses. And um, this, here's what interested me. It, it's in Luke 10. Okay. Now for 10 years, if someone had talked to me about Luke 10... Do you know what I would think? Yeah, go on. What do you, what well, do you guys it's, think? It's sending out, uh, it's commissioned to send yeah. out so, and find disciples. Yeah, so at the start of Luke 10, the Lord sends out 72 people. Okay, mm. so the whole message is go, 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 mm. go. Don't take anything, just go. Don't ask questions, just go. Don't worry about what you're going to do, just go. Mm. And so for 10 years, I feel like I've I've built my life around this 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 message of going okay stop talking go 
Stop faffing around in churches and go. Go to the world. Go and heal people. All these kind of things. And that's, that's partly true. Um, but here at the end of Luke 10, the very same chapter, we see Jesus given, it's like the complete opposite message. So if you heard Jesus' message at the start of Luke 10, go, 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 go. And then you heard Jesus saying, actually, it's not about going and doing all these things and making me food. It's about sitting. You'd think, Jesus, you've lost your mind. And here's the issue. I think faith is about following Jesus, not following a thing. Okay, and by a thing, I mean taking something that Jesus might have showed us and then religiously doing that forever and never questioning it. So if we, if we religiously do things that Jesus told us and we're not able to hear what he might be saying to us tomorrow or next week, we've become religious and we're following a rule or a habit or something that God said to us last week. We're followers of Jesus, right? And Jesus is with us now through the living person of the Holy Spirit and his truth is alive through the scripture. So we're, we're following him and what he is doing and saying. We're not following some rules or some outdated things that he said to a previous generation. So that for me, I think a lot of people see me now um, because... I'm not so much saying all the time, go, 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 go. I'm saying there's a time to go, but there's also a time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Because if those, both of those areas are not in balance in our life, we're either going to get completely burnt out by continuously going and thinking that we have to do everything for Jesus and save the world, or we just sit with Jesus for the rest of our lives and we make no impact on a lost world. I have something to say on what you just said. Okay. I think the reason why you just said this very last... Can you repeat the last phrase? You just said it now. Uh, if you just say, stay with Jesus. I think if you, if, if you do either of extreme, if you busy, 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 you'll burn out. Um, but if you only sat with Jesus all the time, you'll make no impact on the world. So both extremes are not right. So based on this, what Ben just said, I really believe that the problem splits in two different sections. And this is the majority problem with Christianity, if you ask me. And I think it has to do with credulity, because their credulity comes from a place where they basically choose to believe something that is not rational. But our faith is based on, based on rational, and I think that affects everything, because to, a faith based in rational, it makes sense, it's real. But the credulity is believing that there is aliens cred on the moon hidden cred somewhere. Credibility. Credibility. No, credulity, it's an entirely different word. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, credulity. And I what think does that's, credulity mean? Credulity yeah. is basically, if I said to you there is alien over the moon, mm. you say, okay, I believe that. But yet with all the equipment and science uh, equipment that we have, the telescopes and the moon landing and everything that we currently have, nobody could physically point to that alien exist. Mm. So yet they can't prove that alien exists. They still choose to believe. That's called credulity. Having faith on rationalism means that what you believe has a reasonable substance mm. that you can tangibly touch because it exists, it's there. Yeah. And a Christian credulity, I believe it is, oh, I believe there is God and he's going to do it all for me. Yeah. But a faith based on rational, he accepts the punishment of God, he accepts the blessings of God because both of these things are real. Mm. You can't just take one and re renounce to the other because mm. the majority of the time people will hide around well, there is grace and God is a God of love. Of course it is. Mm. 
But if God is a God of love and he's a fair God, what will he do to you who are evil? That's a big question here, you know. Mm. So I think this is the problem, credulity mm. versus factual faith. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, you think about that verse, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk about faith as some imaginary, invisible, weird thing floating around in the air, but it's not. It's something tangible. Mm. Faith is shown by obedient action. Yes. Right? Um, so, yeah, so... so you know this back to this story you got you know Martha and Mary um Martha comes to Jesus because she thinks that Jesus wants a big food and big supper and all that kind of stuff so she was doing what she thought Jesus wanted and uh, she's looking at Mary who sat there doing nothing in her mind and she goes to Jesus and basically says Jesus Mary's lost her mind shouldn't she be helping with me and Jesus turns around and says, no, Martha, actually, you've lost your mind. Because why did you think that running around doing all this stuff for me was more important than being with me first and listening? And at that point, you might hear my alarm and it goes off at 3.15pm every day as a reminder from Ephesians 3.15 to pray for the people that we're working with. So we're going to spend a couple of minutes doing it now. Father, I want to pray for all of the disciples in Somerset. I pray right now, this afternoon, as we're sat here, that you would help them to sit with you, Jesus, that they would listen to you, they would be taught by you, that where they're running around doing lots of things, that you would stop them, that they would hear your voice, and that they'd obey you. Father, I pray for our lambs, that they belong to you, just like Moses said. These are your people, Father, and we pray for your people, Father, that you call on them, Lord, that you allow your Holy Spirit to do the changes and transformation that they require mm. in their lives, Father, to everything to be cut off, whatever needs to be cut off from mm. the branches that have grown wildly over so many years, Father. That, Father, because of your trimmings, Father, they'll start to become and looking more like you are, Lord. And that is my prayer, Father, that you glorify yourself into these people, Lord, who chose to give their lives to you, Father, unforced, but willingly and freely, Father, they chose to have you, Father. And I pray, Father, that your work be finished, Father, that what you have started to see an end to it, Father, in these people's lives, Lord. Mm. May you be glorified and honored in this prayer. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, and thank you that you are the line and tribe of Judea. You are the um, sacrificial lamb, Lord God. You are sanctifying God. You are a righteous God. And you are the God of armies and God of the battle. And I pray this bat the battles that go on for people's hearts and minds and souls with the, with, um, the people that uh, we disciple, Lord. I pray that this battle is always about a low self-worth, about the enemy uh, accusing them day and night uh, 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 and calling them uh, and getting them to come into agreements with complete lies. Lord, and I pray that you break uh, those agreements right now I pray that you'd break it and Lord I pray your grace pour upon them and that they would know that you you love them Lord Jesus that you see them as precious they are adored they are precious and they are the apple of your eye let them know this in, in, in their deep deep inner knower in Jesus name Amen. Amen Amen so that's why us three guys and the others we work with in Somerset and other places 
why we're so passionate about making disciples of Jesus. Because if you can help someone learn how to hear what Jesus is saying to them and to know how to obey it with everything they have, then they'll do whatever Jesus tells them to do. Because it's not just about getting people to go and tell everyone about Jesus. It's not just about telling people to sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him. It's about helping people to hear what Jesus is saying to them, whatever it is, whether it's going, staying, listening, sharing it with their friends. So that's why we're making disciples. We're not trying to make people do what we think or tell everybody to do this or tell everybody to do that. So one last thing on this verse that it says, this story happened as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. So I would imagine a lot of people thought Jesus was out of his mind because we know what was awaiting him in Jerusalem. He was going to be put to death, which to a human point of view, it looked like his whole plan and his kingdom would crumble. But actually we know that was the ultimate place of victory. And we know what Peter, what Peter said. He said, no, Jesus, you're out of your mind. You're not going to do that. And Jesus, what did Jesus say to Peter? Uh, rebuke you get behind me Satan <laughs> so you know this whole issue of of are we in our right mind are we out of our minds are we willing to obey Jesus are we willing to be like Jesus who, who, who continued toward Jerusalem in obedience to his father even when people thought that, that he was out of his mind So, sorry? I, I, Do you want I, to say something, Jan? Oh, right. Did you ask me a question just then? No. Oh, right. I thought because Damien was putting up a candle <laughs> with a bit of fur cone and I got distracted because he was chucking wax on me. And, I, <laughs> and then I suddenly it all went silent. I thought, okay. oh, did I miss something? No. And the only... You know, I, I, t- I was um, in the sauna the other day and I... And, uh, and just to pick up on this point that Dame was talking about faith versus fact and and uh and and because this guy turned around to me and said uh, you know i i'm a man of science and uh the the this uh, christianity that he learnt uh when he was at sunday school is is part is like a fairy tale and that he was now a man of science and and I, and I and I just got into a discussion about you know what is science and it's what's measured what we can see with our eyes in this three dimensional world, uh, and that we can empirically observe uh, a nature and make a study and measure these things. And I said, but what about you know like the rustle in the trees? You can, you know you hear the rustle, but you can't see the the wind. You know there's something we can't see, and we know it's there. And, and I said, what about that free song that happens between two people when there is, there is a, a love that's starting? It's a tangible thing they both feel, but you can't see it, you can't measure it. And he said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And it, and it just, the, the sort of straw man arguments that, you know, there's something solid about the way science uh, sees the world and, and can measure the world, and so therefore God can't exist in that. It's, it just falls apart because the, the unseen realm is something that we 
see, uh, we, we, we experience and that we do uh, make decisions based on those things uh, that we can't see. Um, so that, I mean, that was um, just to pick up on what, what Dane was saying, really. Mm-hmm. something that's... Um, but yeah, uh, and just there, there was that that man I chatted to in the sauna, and it was two people um, that uh, both seemed to be in a um, like they were in neutral in their lives, and they were t- uh, thinking about what is there anything more to life than just achieving paying your bills or your career or what's in your bank account or how your family define you or your friends or work colleagues is there more to life and and it, and and what i was talking to them about was something that they they you could see them pausing and gazing into space uh, quite genuinely and i felt like and i prayed for them that, and i felt genuinely that god was asking them something uh, deep within and um and it was just encouraging that, that you know, it's not particularly what I say, but I, I can, I can start put them in a in a, a, a context of, of looking at their lives, and and let God do the rest really. Um, and it was really encouraging just to see that God at work and, and just um, creating the, the the venue, the the situation, the environment, uh, the setting, just get set the the tone. Uh, for for Jesus to come in, speak to people, and and let him take over. Um, Could I jump so, in? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, um, I'm continuing on this train of thought, and I feel like this story shows three different people doing three different things, and I feel like they are pictures, maybe of different scenarios or stages of our life that we can be in Mm. and um so there's jesus there's mary and there's martha so you know jesus was in the house teaching so he was passing on something that he'd received from the father and um maybe that is what god is calling you to to look at doing more in this time in your life Maybe God is calling you to to really seriously think about how are you how are you making disciples, mm. how are you um, opening your life, possibly your home, um, to teach people to know God mm. and and to be disciples themselves. Now, if you are, you know, there's a challenge because Jesus could have gone anywhere, couldn't he? He could have been with the crowds. He could have been pulled in a million and one different directions, but he chose to go into that one house. Mm. and to teach the people there so if god is maybe speaking to you about that then i'd encourage you to try and be disciplined and try and have that focus to go beyond doing the crowds and seeing lots of people and and doing lots of shallow things to actually who are the people that i'm going to start now teaching and investing maybe you've been doing evangelism or praying for lots of people or searching for people of peace and all those things well we as a team want to pray for you that you'll find those people to now start going deeper with and that Jesus will show you if there's things you need to do to find those people. Interesting thing, what do they need to do? What do you think they need to do? Well, you tell them because you said. <laughs> what do you think, Jan? Well, I think the, 
I, I think there, there's people on the edge of their seats in terms of uh, feeling a calling, feeling a burden of doing what you know the Gospels say. Uh, and, uh, and I remember that feeling of reading and reading the, 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 uh, um, the New Testament and into Acts and you know, going right through to Revelations, that I, I was, you know, sitting in a church listening to one meeting after the next, after the next, listening to the, the people at the top, the man at the top talking about, you know, what it was to be a Christian and how, how to perceive and know and uh, live and breathe it. Um, it was, there was something dissatisfying and it didn't line up with what the, um, I was reading. And I, I, what I was reading made me feel like a burden. I felt an incredible burden. And I, something, uh, it wasn't being quenched. I wasn't doing it. I didn't know how it looked, what to do, how to do it. There were no people around me, no um, uh, um, people challenging me to do, go out and do what Jesus was doing and disciples were doing, you know, look, looking for the lost sheep, looking down the you know, highways and byways, and, and, you know, bringing people to the Lamb's Supper. And, and it was only just people at the front just talking about it. And one day somebody said, um, do you want to come join us in this youth outreach, a youth cafe happening in the evening of winter evenings in a, in a park uh, in the cold, sitting around and we eventually made, got a fire and we sat around with a load of youths and they, they shared their lives and we prayed for them and things like that. And, and then at that point, I felt that, that I was... Um, I was actually doing something, and it was a big, huge relief uh, um, to me that that was, uh, I was actually doing something. I was out there doing it, praying for people, talking about pe- to people, young people like Jesus. And I think there's people out there, and I just pray for you, that God would just, uh, get, throw you into that, um, or give you an opportunity or you would reach out or pray. I pray you get you would have a passionate heart and a burden in your heart to pray for an opportunity to go out there and do it and to reach out to those people, share your testimony. And I pray for the the fire in your belly to want to go out and do and do it. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here's um, here's here's what I did to move from doing lots of things to to finding people who wanted to know about Jesus. I fasted. I prayed for boldness to preach the gospel and I asked everybody that I met who seemed remotely open to Jesus the, these questions do you want to know more about Jesus where can I come and meet you and who else who else could I meet you with and I and I said to myself I am going to do everything it takes to learn how to find people that want to become disciples of Jesus and want to be baptized and I literally I literally did whatever whatever it took and now when I'm talking with other people I rather cheekily say there's no point in talking about anything about things down the line until you've baptized the first person that that's when the work begins so mm. I think there's an element of being focused praying looking in the scriptures asking the right questions and um basically shifting everything out of the way and off the table so that you're focused on we need to find people who want to know about Jesus and baptise them. And that's when you then get into the scenario where you're teaching them. Mm. Yeah. Just to remind you what Ben has read in this passage in Luke 10. Um, what Ben was saying and what Jan was saying is like do, 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 do. And it sounds like Martha. Reality isn't like that. 
And if you haven't figured it out yet, maybe it's your time right now. <laughs> because what it does is we sit at the feet of Jesus and we don't make a move before he tells us to do this. Mm. And he tells us do it and we do it. Yes, we are fasting. Yes, we are praying. Yes, we are approaching people. But our mission begins sitting like mm. Mary at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Because remember, Jesus, Jesus said, Mary has chosen the better thing. Mm, yeah. One thing is needed, mm. and that one thing that is needed is Jesus. Mm. So my question is, maybe you are Martha right now, if you are mm. doing a lot of things. Just mm. by thinking that you are actually the one sitting at the feet of Jesus, like Mary, not doing anything, but mm. actually listening to Jesus, mm. I promise you, you are not. You are not mm. it. Because mm. the one who listens to Jesus, things start to happen. Mm. Question yourself upon that. So, yeah, so we've moved to the second type of person because <laughs> Mary could only sit at Jesus' feet because Jesus had sat at his, at his father's feet. Mm. <laughs> so I really like what Damien's just said because he just reminded us of what God is saying, which is so easy to forget, isn't it? Mm. That Jesus sat at his father's feet for extended periods of time, not five minutes every day, all night, all day. Lots of times. Mm. And because he'd done that, he, he was led to be in this house. And, Ma and Mary sat at his feet. So as Damon suggested, maybe you're at a time where actually, forget all of these things. Sit at Jesus' feet. Get back to the point of you're hearing what he's saying to mm. you. What is, what is the God of heaven and earth saying to you right now and calling you to do? Because if you're not really, really sure of that, Nothing is going to make sense. Mm. And you're just going to be running around like an idiot. Mm. Like I often have, if I'm being really honest. Um, but you get that clarity and purpose. Mm. And, you, and you find yourself in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people, when you've sat at Jesus' feet. So the challenges to, to that are you can be busy doing all sorts of different things. You might have people in your own family, like Mary, saying, you shouldn't be doing that, you should be coming and helping doing this. That's a waste of time, you should be doing this. Jesus wants you to be doing this. Or they... No, Jesus wants you to sit at his feet. Mm. So, however you're feeling now, hear the message. Jesus wants you to sit at his feet and to understand what he is saying to you right mm. now. And then, you might be the third type of person, you might be Martha, Okay, you might be right now someone who is really, really busy doing something that you might even think Jesus wants you to do it, but you couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. And actually, you could be trying to build and do something that Jesus is not actually even asked you to do. And again, I'm sure we can say we've all been there as well to varying different degrees or stages. And, uh, Jesus wants to say to you, the reason that you are anxious about all of these things is because you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the thing that actually is not the most important thing. The most important thing is just stop. Just stop a minute. Have a think about what you're doing and sit with me. And um, then your activity will be far more peaceful and it will come out of a place of obedience, not presumption about what you think Jesus wants you to do. And my concern is I think a lot of Christianity and church and ministry is basically Martha's 
It's people doing what we think Jesus wants. And we've never sat down and stopped to think, what is it, Jesus, that you're actually telling us to do? And then, and then doing it. Yeah, just to say one thing, because this puts you in a very dangerous zone. Remember one thing, and this is for everyone, whether you're a Christian, whether you're not Christian, I don't think it matters. Because Jesus has one promise, that nothing, absolutely nothing unclean will enter the kingdom of God. Nothing. And unclean means sin, any kind of sin. It says nothing unclean will enter into heaven. So imagine running around like a headless chicken. What? Where are you sitting? Are you... Put, look at Solomon. He ran away from God in his heart and he started to worshipping at the gods. God says he was upset with him. He was angry with him. And he wanted to tear away the kingdom. He didn't, he didn't do that. And the only reason he didn't do it because God is faithful. He loved uh, David, his father, Solomon's father. And, you know, ah, it just amazes me because it just makes me think like either you are in the will of God or you are not in the will of God. Either you are clean and you will enter into the kingdom of God or you are not and you are still living in your sin right now and you won't enter into the kingdom of God. These are real facts. And whatever you're doing, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jan's had to go. Um, <laughs> but we're still here. And uh, should we pray for, the, pray for people, Damien? So, um, Father, I want to pray that we would all discover the one thing that is worth being concerned about. That we would, we would concern ourselves with sitting at the feet of Jesus and knowing him more and knowing what he is saying to us more. And I pray for people that just need to stop, that you would help them to stop. For people that need to continue but um, not get dragged around in different directions, you'd help them to continue. And Father, help us to be your disciples. Amen. So Father, I pray that, uh, like Ben was saying, that um, anybody who listens, Lord, will choose the better thing, will choose Jesus, they'll stay at his feet, and Father, that they'll stay at your feet, of course, and uh, that they'll be made clear in their lives, Lord, what is their purpose, Lord. And um, to question where their stronger inclinations are at this moment. And if their stronger inclination is not really towards you, then they should really question that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, Father. Protect what is yours. Oh, Lord, and I pray that you come, Lord. Come soon, Father. And take us all home. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I hope you've um, found that podcast helpful. And um, as ever, you can find out more about the work of Mission Somerset by going to our website, missionsomerset.co.uk, um, or find us on Facebook and Instagram by, by typing in Mission Somerset. If you'd like to find out about ways you can get involved with the work we're doing, or you think that God is calling you to do a similar kind of work in your area, then we'd love to hear from you and see how we can, we can work with each other.